Well, let's check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. I see we're bending the curve. We're bending it upward. I know. I was very disappointed by that because I think we were all kind of lulled into those lower numbers thinking maybe, maybe did we escape Christmas, but we did not. You know, I, I think uh, I'm a pessimist on this file, as you know, and I think um, one of the worst aspects of British Columbia's performance on this, and we've done many things right, has been a tendency to congratulate ourselves, pat ourselves yes. on the back before we've gotten where we need to be. And I think we've seen it again. You know, the numbers are up. And the other thing about yesterday's briefing from Dr. Henry was this is increasingly a problem in long-term care. Um, 37% of our active cases are in long-term care. 24% of our active cases are residents of long-term care. There's 1,500 people in long-term care with COVID-19. And we know from the statistics so far, the data so far, if they get COVID-19, they're much more vulnerable in the general population. The death toll of uh, seniors with COVID-19 in long-term care is 20%, 25%. I mean, that's not a prediction. That's just what we've seen so far. So, It's a huge problem. The eight deaths that were reported yesterday, Simi, were all residents of long-term care. And, you know, I think uh, in in the long run, um, there will be a need to look at how it was handled in B.C. in long-term care. In the long run, yeah, it feels like a very long ways away, though, doesn't it? It is a long ways away. Uh, Yesterday, again... Uh, you know, the the case we look at now, I think, and for good reason, is this facility in Vancouver where many of the residents are Chinese-Canadian, yeah. uh, the Little Mountain residents. So the residents there are, are asking uh, for an investigation of what happened. What is it now? 114 residents yeah. there. 99 have tested positive. 41 of those have died. And the only reason we know about that problem and the amount of detail, Simi, is investigative reporting. The government was very reluctant. The health region was reluctant to tell us anything. The initial reporting on this came from residents, families of residents, talking to reporters and reporters reporting it in the face of resistance from the system. So all of this openness and transparency talk that we've had from this government all along and the trophy collecting they've had for what a great job they've done, this one is a good example of the problems. They've finally been shamed, in my view, into putting out data now on what's going on in long-term care. Stop making excuses about how difficult it is to do. But it's a it's an ongoing tragedy. I, I was yeah. shocked to hear Health Minister Adrian Dick say yesterday, well, you know, we've done pretty good compared to everywhere else. Well, mm. you know, let's leave that for the public inquiry when this is over. The, Not, this government claims, Cindy, they spent hundreds of millions of dollars to make our long-term care facilities safe. The single greatest failure I thought I heard yesterday was when Dr. Bonnie Henry said about that facility that some of the uh, employees and staff had been working through symptoms, had symptoms, continued to go to work, and were toughing it out. And I thought, are you kidding me? This far into the pandemic that that's one lesson that that we didn't learn? Yeah, I I agree. And, And this government, again, remember, hundreds of millions of dollars 
to increase staffing there, to work closely with the unions there. They gave them lots of time to make the transition to single site. They didn't crack down on it overnight. Um, they took their time in the system dealing with the, the rising wave of cases in Fraser Health in Surrey. No, I, I think this one, uh, you know, the one thing Dick said yesterday was he said, well, you know, I don't think ultimately British Columbians care about comparisons with how they're doing in Alberta or Ontario no, or Quebec. I agree. I think British Columbians want to know why things went so badly in long-term care here in B.C., given the amount of effort the government claimed it was putting in to preventing these problems last spring. Yeah, exactly that. Uh, you mentioned public inquiries, though, and I noticed this headline yesterday, and I thought of you that that Site C report yes. is in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, the report is in, finally. Uh, Peter Milburn, uh, former Deputy Minister of Finance and a civil engineer, brought in last July to look into the problems that BC Hydro discovered a year ago now at Site C, stability problems in a, in a half-finished, a dam that's costing British Columbians billions of dollars. Ralston says he's got the report, and I guess he's read it because he said he found it very helpful. Well, helpful. We won't say very. He's planning to present it to Cabinet. I think there's a Cabinet retreat next week that he will take it to. I took that one-word reference from the Energy Minister, helpful, uh, as a sign that a, a shutdown of Site C is probably not in the cards. What is yeah. probably in the cards is an expensive fix. Uh, Site C's budget uh, set by the NDP when they decided to continue building is $10.7 billion. Hydro admitted last summer that that budget figure is no longer operative. I love it when government agencies say that. So uh, who knows where it's going to end up. The critics have said from the beginning they figure this thing is going to cost $12 billion. But Construction continued through the fall. They diverted the river. Right now, workplace staffing is down because of a public health order. But I uh, would guess that what we're going to hear sooner or later from the government is um, there is a fix. It will be expensive. But with, what, $6 billion already spent, they're not going to shut it down and write it off. Right, but there's no timeline yet, right, for when we actually find out any of this. No, there isn't. In fact, the Premier, in, a, in a, one of his year-end interviews, said um, he doesn't uh, expect uh, to be making a decision and, on this and how to proceed till late January, early February. So my guess would be the presentation to the Cabinet next week, if it happens, and it should, they should get going on this, uh, would be here are our options and then uh, the Treasury Board branch in the Ministry of Finance will cost them all out. They'll work with BC Hydro, figure out what can be done. Probably a budget change, uh, certainly before the budget is presented in April, and that's the provincial budget, and perhaps a change in the construction schedule as well, because the other thing Hydro said was they could no longer guarantee that the dam would be up and running uh, at the end of 2024. So, Simi, you and I will be talking about this <laughs> till the cows come home. <laughs> I was going to say, stay down on the farm. Uh, so much for us to look forward to, Vaughn. Like, do we still want to be talking about sightseeing in 2024? Oh, it's one of my favorite topics. Is <laughs> it? You know. <laughs>
I just, I'm astounded by that. So that that's going to be dragged on for that. Like this thing, like when was this thing supposed to be finished originally? Well, the the um, the target date for it to start generating electricity was December 2024. Uh, and they claimed last fall when they diverted the river that they were going ahead and diverting the river because they wanted to stay on schedule for completion. But the other thing Hydro said was, you know, we really can't guarantee that because we have to review this problem and figure out how to fix it. So, um, you know, I, I would say I, I certainly expect that if they continue construction and you know, if the government were seriously thinking of shutting this down, Simi, last year, would they have allowed Hydro to go on spending and building up there at the rate they were doing? I mean, there were three or 4,000 people working yeah. on that project toward the end of last year. Hydro was spending, we worked it out at one point, I think it was around something like $100, $150 million a month, $3 million a day on that project. That's crazy. Crazy. Uh, well, I guess we can always talk about it next week then, Vaughn. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> the gift that keeps <laughs> on giving. The gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> I know one of my editors said that years ago. And uh, yeah, well, you know, in terms of what I do, uh, writing political columns, uh, Sightsee has been very generous. I bet it has. All right, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye. Sam. Have a good weekend. That's Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun.